Welcome to the new Cat Chat, brought to you by Dr. Elsie's, privately owned by Dr. Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian whose personal mission is to formulate litters that keep cats using the litter box, which keeps them in their loving homes. I'm Tracy Hotchner, the author of The Cat Bible, Everything Your Cat Expects You to Know. My mission is to entertain, educate, and inspire cat lovers like you to give their kitty cats the best possible life in nutrition, affection, and environmental enrichment by interviewing cat authors and experts, some old favorites, some new conversations. Dr. Elsie is also the founding and continuing sponsor of my Cat Film Festival, short films from around the world that celebrate the kitty cat, which will be back in theaters as soon as they reopen. Meantime, thanks to Dr. Elsie's, you can now see streaming versions of the Cat Film Festival for free on Amazon Prime and Tubi TV. This show is also brought to you by Meet Me, where they make organic, humane, raw frozen foods and dehydrated treats on their own rural farm in Virginia. The turkey, chicken, rabbit, and beef are certified organic and humanely raised and processed right on their property. So they control safety and health for animals on their farm and at your home, which is why they say, from farm to bowl. I am back with Dr. Michael Delgado, the goddess of all things cat, cat behavior in particular. She is, I think of her as a translator for us with cats. And we, we usually say to each other ahead of time, without too much planning, what should we talk about? And then we talk about that on Cat Chat or on Dog Talk and Kitties too. But I got a question brought to me, so mind like a pretzel, turns your mind into a pretzel. I thought I would love to know what Michael thinks of this. So I'm going to surprise you, Dr. Okay. Michael, with a, with a situation that I came up with, you know, the sort of, oh, my grand advice was sort of like a doctor used to say, take two aspirin and call me in the morning. Okay. I mean, anyone can say, oh, I know pheromone sprays, that'll do it. But you know, really that does not explain this behavior. So here okay. comes your brain twister, and, and it may remind you of something similar that, um, that, that a client brought to you in the past. The woman okay. who runs a wonderful, um, very sustainable, humane, raw pet food company in Virginia, Meet Me, which is one of the sponsors of this show, and cats benefit so wonderfully from really high-quality raw frozen food. So I've been very um, – we talk all the time, and she's – passionate about her cats and about nutrition and just about the human-animal bond, she said the strangest thing has happened. One of my cats is such a bold fellow. Nothing rattles this cat. He is chill. He is cool. All fine. People come and go, no problem. I came home wearing, very proudly wearing, she didn't say that, but I'm saying it's the way she said <laughs> it, a new pair of shoes, Italian shoes, very nice shoes sort of a blue silver very not too shiny patent leather and the cat froze in his tracks his eyes got wide as a cartoon and he looked like king kong and just walked in the door and she didn't realize at first it was the shoes until the cat became both fascinated like he couldn't stay away but he couldn't get too close and i said well maybe they had a weird smell she said, I don't know. They were really high-quality shoes. I mean, they're made of leather. I said, well, cats are really sensitive to smell. But, I mean, that wasn't the answer because the cat has not gotten over the shoes, Michael. He used to sleep every night with Laura in her bed. Since bringing the shoes home, he insists on having the, the 
closet door open where the shoes live, so to speak, and he guards them. And at night, he has to sleep near the shoes. He is obsessed, guarding, fascinated, slightly put off. Have you ever heard of a cat acting like that to an object? Not off the top of my head, that specific reaction. Um, I personally had a cat who got really freaked out by some new slippers my mom bought me for Christmas one year. Oh, <laughs> but, that's um, similar. So so what was that story like? Because I think other people must have experienced this and either never told us or not even paid too much attention to it. So tell about the slippers. Were they were they ugly Christmas slippers with like bunnies with their eyes? They were puffy cat slippers. They had cat heads <laughs> on the feet. So yeah, they were um, definitely strange. So, you know, a few things come to mind. You know, I definitely agree with you. Smell, mm, you know, I would not ignore that as a factor. Um, it doesn't necessarily explain the guarding and obsessive behavior, but it could. Um, well, I have a thought about that in a second. Okay. But, um, okay. Smell um, on the cat's level, right? So yep. um, our feet are at cat floor level so it's going to be much more salient to them they're going to see it it's going to be prominent plus our feet are moving <laughs> we're walking towards our cat we're right. approaching our cat and there's um you know for all our cat knows we are carrying something scary or could be another animal for for all they know um towards them right we're just approaching our cat normally like whoa 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 what's going on something right. new is attached to your body so it could be a little scarier um yeah, new smells, certainly animal smells. So even if it's uh, fancy leather shoes, they still leather right. an animal product. So that could be um, much more um, prominent to our cats. Um, you know, I would I would question whether what, what the cat is doing is more vigilant. <laughs> Vigilance the right our, word. Vigilance a great yeah. word. Yeah, so that to me um, indicates that the cat is, is a little distressed. I guess I yes. would want to know what happens when she puts the shoes out in the hallway or in another room or in a box and just takes them away from the cat. Does the cat go back to normal? Is the cat looking for the shoes? Um, personally, I would probably get rid of the shoes. <laughs> because the, because um, the cat has changed his behavior for a long period of time, not one day or two yeah. days. So yeah, vigilance a little... is a great word, Michael. Vigilance yeah. meaning I'm both a hunter and prey, me the cat. Yes. And I have to be careful this intruder, potentially mm -hmm. dangerous intruder, is in the house. Yep. I cannot even sleep. I must yes, be vigilant. Because I need to keep an eye on what the shoes are doing. Yes. How incredible yep. is that? Vigilant is such a great word because it means you have to be on guard like it's a war and somebody has to be the sentry looking for, yes. you know, what's going to happen next. So the only way she should wear these shoes, she could keep them in her car and wear yep. like cat slippers. I'm kidding. She could wear your cat slippers out to the car and then put on those shoes, but they shouldn't come in the house. Well, I would say, you know, the, the alternative approach would be to, to try to um, counter condition her cat to being exposed to the shoes, which means um, gradually exposing the cat to the shoes paired with something positive. So she could put the shoes in a box bring the box in the house, and then several feet away, give her cat, cat treats or play with them with a the toy, right? Okay. So she's, so the, the shoes are safely in the box. He can't see them. He can definitely smell them. Um, this might also be a good case for pheromones um, as an additional part of the Right, because that's what I said to her. Could yeah. Do you have pheromone spray? Can you, you know, use yeah. feel away or comfort zone or whatever you've got? 
Yeah, and so then, you know, you play with the cat a little bit closer to the box with the shoes and, you know, a little bit closer again, give him the, his favorite treats. Only when the shoes are present, then the shoe box goes back in the car. <laughs> right. Then maybe the next time you open the box. And again, several feet away, you're playing with the cat. You're giving him treats, gradually getting him closer over the process of several days. And then maybe the shoes come out of the box and they're on the floor. Same thing, repeat. And then you put the shoes on, but you don't walk around. And you Ah. do the same thing. You give the cat treats. Then you combine shoes with movement. Um, But always in between, you're taking the shoes away. um, You're not pushing the cat to the point where they get stressed and see if that helps. I mean, if that doesn't help, then it could be that these shoes, are, for whatever reason, like I said, it could just be the sudden appearance of the smell, the sight, and the movement just um, sent this cat over the edge. It could be the same day he looked out the window and saw a cat. That's and a so good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. In a state where mm-hmm. he's like, oh, no, like, what if that's the cat I saw outside? You yes. Know, again, to us, it's very hard to understand because they're very clearly shoes, Um, But we don't know what the cat's perception of this kind of olfactory plus movement plus visual experience is. So so I would definitely try that before getting rid of the shoes because they sound like they were pretty fancy expensive (laughs) shoes. She loves them, it Um, turns out. Of course. That's so So, cute. um, And like I said, sometimes we manage the situation, and that would be wearing the shoes and leaving them outside the house. Um, which, you know, sometimes management is a good solution for everybody, especially, you know, if it doesn't cause her too much stress to put on the shoes outside and not wear them around the house, um, then, you know, that's certainly an easy answer. Um, but I would also be looking at if he's continually vigilant, even if the shoes are not in his sight or in the house, that either, um, you know, try increasing his enrichment, giving him other things to think about, take his mind off the vigilance of wow. shoes, and or talk to the you know her veterinarian and make sure that he doesn't need some kind of either nutraceutical that might help reduce stress or medication. Um, you know, this is definitely an unusual case, but like I said, sometimes we see um, the cat was primed to be stressed right. by something else, like seeing a cat outside, and we just don't always know. That's a really great point. And if, if in removing this um, this object completely. The cat remains in this vigilant state. That's not a good place for a cat to be. He's been tipped over into almost, call it an altered state or a different personality. And that is the value of behaviorists and veterinary behaviorists and being able to give medication that cat doesn't stay on it for life. It just gets you over the hump, like someone going through a depression or going through anxiety attacks. You, you, You bring up the point, which is a really good one, that is easily forgotten of redirected emotion. We usually call it redirected aggression. Cats see another cat outside and Mm -hmm. it stimulates them to either mark in the house or in some case, if there's multiple cats, they turn on each other or can even turn on anybody, a dog Mm -hmm. or a person who's nearby to, to act out the instinct to drive away, to be territorial about that other cat. So talk a little bit about people who have cat perches near windows and cat trees, and we say, oh, this is great, visual stimulation. How can we be aware and more sensitive to whether for some cats it's overload and it leaves them in this heightened state where they're overreactive to so many things and you think, what's up with this cat? But it was all about seeing that, that intruder outside. 
Yeah, I mean, usually cats who are vigilant are going from window to window to window, so there's not a lot of signs of relaxation. If you have a perch in the window and your cat's sleeping on it all the time or, you know, watching some birds and chattering at them, that's much different than running from window to window to window. If you observe cats in your backyard all the time, that's when I would be concerned um, because even if your cat seems okay, you know, you don't know if they're going to kind of cross a threshold where they're just like, okay, this is too much. Now there's too many cats in the backyard. So you just want to be aware of what's going on in your backyard. I've had some clients um, use a webcam to record activity in their oh, backyard that's overnight. Smart. And they've been very surprised by who is in their yard overnight. Um, wow. You know, deer, possums, other cats. So, you know, just because you don't see it doesn't mean that there's not wildlife or other cat activity in your yard. So it's just good to be aware of what you're dealing with. Then you can kind of gauge, like, what is the likelihood that this is fun for my cat versus stressful? And like I said, if your cat's snoozing in the window and, you know, lounging, that's much different than chasing, basically, you know, going around the perimeter of the house trying to track another cat's Being a guard cat, sort of of being on guard. Yeah, and, you know, once I'm not too concerned, you know, it's like once in a while if your cat sees another cat and, you know, again, it's just one cat, they're not in there all the time, I'm not super concerned, but certainly if they're kind of doing that vigilant behavior even when there isn't a cat in the yard or that other cat is in your yard so often that your cat can't really relax in the window, then you need to think about covering windows with privacy film yes, or moving the cat tree to a different window where maybe the cats don't go, um, making other parts of the house more inviting for your cat, Nice, and also looking at methods of controlling that cat's presence in your yard. Right. Some of those spray things are great. It's basically yeah, a hose that goes on, um, motion sensors yeah. that just so, squirt a... My one note about that, because I have one, um, is if you will forget that it's on, <laughs> and you will get lasted probably more than that neighborhood cat. Um, so, yeah, I can't tell you how many times I've been hit by my hose. Um, oh, that's I very funny. I into my backyard and forgot the motion-activated sprinkler was on. That's hilarious. Um, that yeah. is so funny. Um, I, I guess that what this boils down to on some level is the idea that when we say, well, this cat just suddenly out of the blue, that's always the tip off. When you say suddenly out of the blue, did X, Y, or Z or stop doing X, Y, or Z. It was never sudden and it wasn't out of the blue. It is part of of an ongoing drama or scenario for them that we are simply blind to. Would you think that's a fair comment? Absolutely. So your cat may react or respond to you or something or another kitty that's in the household or a child, whatever it may be, and you suddenly say, oh, my God, that cat just suddenly scratched or bit or, or, or ran away from. But there's something else that put them in this heightened mental condition. I think it's something we just don't realize how cats live in a kind of borderline stress. They have to be on guard. It's it's yes, part of being very prey. Sensitive. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And yeah. and that can make them e- either fearful or aggressive because right, those are the two reactions you have to a threat. Yeah, and most aggression is based in fear and anxiety. So you know it's important to recognize that as well. It's um, your cat is responding to a threat in their environment. Just some cats respond in the fight mode, and some yes. respond in the flight mode. Which would be dogs as well, by the way. Yes. Most aggression yeah. in dogs is fear-based. They simply are trying to drive away this thing that frightens them or makes them feel unsafe. Just to, to wrap up, what happened with the cat slippers that your mom gave you? How, how did you overcome the cat's horror at seeing cats walking around on your feet? 
Well, I will say this was before I knew I was a cat behaviorist. So oh, that's I funny. Did, um, did not know. I think I just um, put them away, and I think I gave them away. <laughs> so you were already, in a way, a cat. You were a cat sensitive. You were like, these are really cute. I would have enjoyed them. I don't want to offend my mother, but that cat was not happy. My mom would want what was best for my cats as well. So. Oh, is she? What did you grow up? Is this part of what tilted you towards being a cat specialist? Did you grow up with all sorts of cats in your life? Did not. I begged for a cat, got one finally when I was 16. So, um, yeah, I was begging for cats my whole life. Oh, oh my God. So you were deprived and you're making up for lost time by surrounding exactly. yourself with everything to do with cats. Well, exactly. I, I guess Laura's going to have to give up these shoes. It seems pretty clear that these either live in the trunk of her car and she can be like the commuter yep. that wears car shoes and then puts on the nice ones. I, th I think that trying to convince a cat that something that is dreadful to them isn't all that dreadful, just isn't kind. You may as well just give it up and, um, and, and you know, live, live to walk another day in a different pair of shoes. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just you have to really put the time and effort in. And for some people, it's easier to just keep the shoes in the trunk. Right. And, and the advice that you gave about desensitizing to those shoes is the exact same advice to anything that your cat has an adverse reaction to. I think that Absolutely. the number one word for a cat owner, a, a really loving one, is the word patience. You really need patience and do things slowly, right? Definitely. Definitely. Great. Well, thank you so much for all the things you do for kitties on the show and, and, and out in the real world in San Diego. Thanks, Michael. Take care. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Cat Chat. I hope this conversation has deepened your understanding and appreciation of cats everywhere. It's been brought to you by Dr. Elsie's, which created their own clean protein foods inspired by the protein levels found in a cat's natural prey. I recommend that wet food should always be your cat's primary diet, but clean protein also comes as a dry food, the first one I would recommend if you want to feed dry, even as part of your cat's diet. This show is also supported by cat water, specially formulated to appeal to cats, chlorine-free, ozonated, and lightly acidic, to encourage them to drink more to promote urinary tract health and the ideal pH.